Well, <laughs> so a little longer. Thank you, Paula, for doing the readings. I didn't know I was giving her half of the new of the Old Testament. So God bless you. Thank you. It was a beautiful story, though. Now it does tie in. The church so beautifully ties in first readings with the responsorial psalms in the gospel. Here we're talking about death. Now look at the death in the first reading that Paula read. That's not a death those two are going to look forward to. Why? Because they were not living with God. Then we read Psalm 23, which tells us basically, and it's what we read at funerals. This is written, the tradition says, by, by David, but it gives us hope. God is our shepherd. He will lead us to these verdant pastures. Um, why did I feel it was important to preach on this today is because you may have heard me say, I, in my entire life, I have not known more people. I have had more friends and relatives die in the last two years and not from COVID. I've had more friends and relatives die in the last two years than my entire life combined. Now I started praying on this. And again, it's not COVID. We lost a couple to COVID, Father Seraphim and Father Gurgle. But for the most part, I haven't really known many others. I've been, these have been accidents, deaths, cancer, I just lost like a second father in North Carolina, Dom Pozzola, who I'm offering this mass for today, uh, who passed away. And I, I began to contemplate, is this because we went through the year of St. Joseph and he's the patron of a happy death? Very possible. And God is not limited by one year, calendar year. God's outside of time. So if he wants to continue this grace, maybe that's why a lot of people are passing into eternity. But here's what I wanted to say on this. <clears throat> Earthly pain, the pain that we have reaches its absolute summit. The highest point of our pain on this world is not getting pricked or, or having something happen to us in terms of physically. It's death when we are left behind. Ask any parent. Can't even imagine. That is when our faith and perseverance is most tested. And we have to go on in this valley of tears just as Paula read in the responsorial psalm, the dark valley, the valley of tears. Now, Fulton Sheen said something amazing. He said, the greatest fear is dying. And he said, you know why? Because we haven't practiced for it. I thought, wow. At death, we have to say goodbye to everything. So learning, he said, how to detach from those things now is how you practice. Then I'm ready for the end of my life when I will have nothing but God. This is what Lent is for. The whole tradition of Lent. Lent is a practice <clears throat> of dying, being stripped. We're being stripped, especially on Good Friday. So we then can experience resurrection. As Christians, we should be used to dying, Paul says. Now, I'm not here to say, yippee. I've gone through, and what I saw Dom's family go through, it's hard. But Paul says we need to die daily as Jesus did. Every night <clears throat> is a mini death. 
Every night you go to bed and you fall asleep, it's like a mini death. But then what happens? You, you wake up in the morning, it's like a mini resurrection. It's the same thing in the confessional. We're dead to sin. We're beat. We're beat down. We go into that confessional. We're forgiven. We come out resurrected. Amazing. Now, in order to not be afraid of dying, do what Fulton Sheen said. Practice for it. Nobody thinks of this. Now, that doesn't mean risk your life. Death is stripping of all things in this life which we hold on to, leaving us only with God. <clears throat> if we are come accustomed to that, <clears throat> excuse me, and how do we do that? It's called doing your will. Oh, no, no. It's called doing God's will and not your will. That's the hardest thing in this world. Harder than anything else. All right? It brings faithfulness and a happy death. A happy death. What is that? Simply saying yes when you're stripped. That's what the year of St. Joseph was about, and I believe God's continuing it. Show gratitude for the life we were given, not resentment when we lose it. Nothing is owed to me, even my mom. I know that time's coming, and I know I'm going to be entirely sad. But just like I was given to my mom as a steward, and she... I was a gift to God to her. She was a gift from God to me. And so when God calls that gift home, we are not to resent him for it. We're to say thank you for the time you gave us together. Those who believe everything in life is owed them, that is the problem with entitlements. That is the problem with our government forcing, you know what, you want to talk about slavery? Everybody wants to bring up the slavery issue? We're being enslaved today through government entitlements. We become forced to rely on them and you can't break away. That's enslavement. The more the government gives you, the more dependent you become upon them, the more control there is. It's not a good thing. They're not prepared to give it back. So the more that you think everything in life is owed, the less you're able to give it back. It's the same with death. And then it's an unhappy death. Those who know every day is a gift from God are happy for whatever they received is a gift. <clears throat> There's no ingratitude. We grieve. Yes, of course we grieve when we lose something. Now, we shouldn't grieve because we, you know, we, we lost you know, a possession necessarily so much. Yes, people, true. But we have hope. We have hope that there's more than this world. Death is defined as the separation of soul from the body. It's not when the vital signs stop. It's not when breathing stops. It's not when the heartbeat stops. We don't know when the soul separates from the body. That is death. That's why I still have your loved ones anointed, even if it's a couple hours after they die. Life should be a preparation for death. It's a change of your state of being, but it's not the end of existence. It's a change. The reality of death <clears throat> really can wake us up, ask us the question, what does life mean? What is my purpose? It's very clear. 
in philosophy, which we had several years of it before we became trained in theology. Theology is the study of God. Philosophy is the study of man. And in philosophy, we learn something in Greek called telos. Telos is the purpose for which something is created. What's the telos of a kitten to become a cat? What's the telos of an acorn to become an oak tree? What's your telos? Why were you created? Remember your Baltimore Catechism? You were created to know God, love him, serve him, be happy with him forever in heaven. So when we die, that's realized. This is really important. This is why the eighth day of the Easter octave, I won't get into it now, but it's the greatest day. We enter into heaven eternity on the eighth day. We will be fulfilling what we were created for, union with God. So there should be some kind of joy that we are ready to become what we were created for, perfection. If we have no faith, then there's no meaning in that. There's no hope in any of this, and there's no joy, and therefore death is agony, like it was for the men in the first reading. So to finish, death does cause sadness. Yes, that's a human natural emotion, because we are created to live, not die. So there is an allowed sadness. Please don't think we're saying that you're not allowed to be sad. Of course, I mean, I always tell the story when I was a little kid, our, my dad's best friend boy was hit on a bicycle and killed. And there was two, God bless them, evangelical friends and their neighbors came and they were all excited. And they said, rejoice, Timmy is dead because now he's alive. I mean, that's not what you need to be saying at a funeral. We have to thank God for the life, have hope for the afterlife, but it is a time to mourn. It is. And so <clears throat> we were created to live, not die. So there is sadness. Yes, in many ways, this is punishment because the punishment for sin is death, right? But it can also be a mercy. Why is death a mercy, actually? I'll tell you why it is for me. Death of all the loved ones that I've experienced this last two years has completely made me reorient myself that our life can end at any time. Be ready. Stay in a state of grace. Get to confession. So if the Lord calls you, you are ready. Sometimes it takes the death of another for us to wake up. I mean, when I was in college, I was living like there would, I would never die. Now death becomes much more a reality of our finite existence. It makes us contemplate contemplate the relation with God and with others. The two commandments, love God, love your neighbor. We hope in divine mercy that God will have mercy on us. Mankind's hope. You know, the Bible says that for the faithful, life is changed, not ended. It provides peace and calm, not fear. For the non-believer, there's nothing to look forward to that's nothing but fear. For the believer, there is life, not for the non-believer. Fear of death is the number one fear. This is the number one fear and we avoid it. But remember the Bible said God's love casts out all fear. So as a baptized Catholic, we can have a supernatural non-fear of death. Why? Because we have love. You know, 
the world wants to strike so much fear into us that we become so submissive. We become completely stripped of every freedom and our entire identity. Our government, the world wants to tell us that Corona is your controller. Don't let that happen. Corona made us aware that we can die. Yes, this is true. This is a reality. But we should overcome that fear with faith, not a temporal hope that a vaccine is going to solve every one of your problems. Statistics are showing just as many people, if not more, are dying who've been vaccinated. So we have to realize fear is the devil's second greatest tool. Fear. Okay? First is pride. Second is fear. Ask God for the grace not to fear death because death no longer has control over us. Why? Christ's resurrection defeated the last and greatest enemy of God, death. By resurrecting, he conquered the final enemy, death. Death has no power over us anymore. It's a change. <clears throat> we might not like it, but what waits on the other side is much greater. For the baptized, there is no more death. Jesus conquered death by rising from it. Dying, you destroyed our death. Rising, you restored our life. Powerful stuff. So death is rightly called an enemy in Scripture. God did not plan it. It's the enemy, the last enemy to be overcome. This belief gives us hope for the future if we can somehow see beyond our present pain. That's not easy. Again, the key, stay in a state of grace. You know, I finished with Faustina. She said in Diary 1565, God told her, help me save sinners. Say the chaplet for the dying. In Diary 1225, I will defend those who venerate my mercy at the moment of their death. That'll be a happy death. And then when I read at communion, Diary 1777, where Jesus says, Saying prayers for the dying is so important because when they need trust the most, they have it the least. So how do we have trust at death? We have hope. Why do we have hope? We have hope in God's mercy. And this is not letting death control us. We're still sad. We still pray for survival. We still pray for healing. But when God calls us from this world, while well, we are sad, we trust in him. God bless you. And for all of you who've lost anyone over these last two years, know that you and them are in our prayers. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? 
I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.